like raw fish bowls. We bowls. might be. That's I mean. That's for the garbage food club. I I don't know if the garbage food club exists. I just want to make sure that like you know if we're gonna name the file poke. Like that we know. Well, it's just poke. Actually, I just didn't. Poke. I didn't throw the accented e oh, over. See, that. like that's that's part of the that's part of the problem. I think that you know, it's very important to have your files named really long and appropriately. Like this, the the file of this record should be uh, garbage game club Pokemon Generation Eight Sword, uh, April twelfth, twenty twenty. 2 p.m. Um, Nick Lamone. No. No one would ever do that. That's such a long filing name. That's like if you work for a corporation, that's like a mandated thing. But like even then, you would just abbreviate everything. GGC underscore Pokesword underscore something. It's just, you gotta like you gotta give everyone the most information possible, and <laughs> in giving people the most information possible, I think that uh, I'm worried that we're gonna do someone a disservice because we're breaking new ground in Garbage Game Club today. This is this is uncharted territory. I'm pretty sure this is the first occurrence that we have an episode recording. That does not feature both of us completing the game. That's correct. That's correct? That's the first time this happened? Yeah. Because. Because why? Like this podcast. A good neighbor. Like when you give too much information State to people. There. They have a tendency to just get kind of bored with the inundation of the amount of information you get. Because at a certain point, it's important for the entity to give you the capacity to just take it upon yourself to figure it out. And unlike Pokemon, or like Pokemon, it's just not fun. Because I could not finish the game. You cannot finish the game. I couldn't muster the interest to finish the game. We, nah, uh, th- th- this might sound inherently negative. I don't want it to be so. We did put this episode back by probably at least a month. To try and give some kind of leeway to see if that spark could ever happen, but eventually we just came to a point where we're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna finish, are we?" Well, it's like the sunken cost fallacy, right? It's the idea, like, well, I, I'm supposed to beat this game, but I'm not having fun, and the fact that I'm not having fun should be an obvious indicator of what I think about a game. Does that set a bad precedent, though? Because, like, what if I wanted... What if I wanted to stop playing Sayonara Wild Hearts halfway through? Well, I feel like that's a little bit more of an unusual ass because that game is only, like, an hour long. Yeah, which is why it was was fine for me to play that. But Pokemon... Like, there's other games that I've stopped... In the last couple of weeks, there's been multiple games that I've just stopped playing and i think that i'm turning a new leaf about being able to just stop playing a game and being okay with it doom eternal stopped playing that one really hurts because i paid 60 i paid 45 dollars for it's it. the pokemon sword of doom it's uh maybe <laughs> or it, just, it wasn't it wasn't for me i guess i don't know a lot of people like it i stopped playing that uh i stopped playing killer seven which i wanted to try after you mm. know having memories of it being something that's kind of like fun and heralded and weird and, and avant-garde i stopped playing that because the gameplay wasn't fun i'm like there might be something interesting here this might be a cool podcast but like i'm not even i'm not gonna stop i'm not, I'm not gonna play all of it right um 
Yesterday, I played about two and a half hours of Outer Wilds. Stop playing that too. <laughs> that's funny. Why is that funny? No, I just think that's interesting. Did you play that game? Uh, I didn't really. I just picked it up briefly. I'm like, I think I'm going to like this, and then I haven't picked it up yet. See, then, then same thing as Pokemon, right? Like you think you're going to like it, but you haven't like you haven't like. Uh, the the really problem like, is like all of like something like the Outer Wilds came out in a time where there was a lot of stuff coming out, and so I was just like, oh well. The Outer Wilds will always be there. And then it's just one of those things where, I mean, quarantine's still going, baby. We're, I'm probably going to revisit that bad boy real soon after the remake. After the remake? After the Final Fantasy VII remake, Oh, yeah, you got to keep doing that. Fucking, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I feel more comfortable, like, letting games go at this point. Where in the past, I think I would have, like, just played all of Outer Wilds, even though I wasn't, like, really enjoying it, even though I... I think that I enjoy the theory of it, but I wasn't really enjoying or having fun, so I just stopped. And I feel like that's a good mm-hmm. uh, that, that that's a good habit to start to develop and not to waste my time, which I realize is more and more valuable, right? Yeah. But Pokemon uh, is something that I powered through and finished because I played this game over my my Europe vacation. Yeah, over a trip. It was my it was my airplane game. Mm-hmm. It was my. Uh, out, up at a, in a in a hostel by myself, but couldn't really go to bed. Game. It was my waiting for my friends to get ready in the morning and take a shower. Game. So I played Pokemon in a lot of short little bursts all over the place on trains, what have you. And I was able to finish all of Pokemon Sword. I have for for I guess Pokemon background. I think Nick's a bigger Pokemon fan than I am. I think so. Probably. I think I've played more of the games than you. I've played one game of every generation except for Red and Blue. Okay. So I don't know what the full list is, but it's like, what? I did Blue, Gold, Ruby, Pearl. Um, I played a little bit of White. I played a little bit of Black. Um, And then... I played Alpha Sapphire, and then I played Pokemon a little bit of Sword. I think I played. I em- played every generation. Emerald. Um, fuck. I, I I played Emerald. I played Soul Silver. I played. I played, I played Heart or Heart Gold. Yeah. I played Diamond. I played Black. I played. X, I played Alpha? Is that Oh, and then we forgot Sun and Moon. I played Sun. I played Sun I played Moon. Yeah. Uh so I think that's everyone. I played Sword. I think I think that's everyone. I might have just missed one. But I, I think I've played oh I I played I played did I play Leaf Green? Yeah, I played Leaf Green. Okay, so for the most part you've j- experienced every generation of Pokemon. Like outside of blue and red, but like Leaf green is the same thing. And I have played blue like on a Game Boy from a friend for like, you know, two hours. Mm. But I just didn't play the game all the way on like a, like, a, like a Game Boy. I think it was really Emerald that got me into it. And I was never really a Pokemon fan. Like I was never watching the anime. I never played the card game. Oh, I did but... it all, baby. I did it all. I played not only the, the card game, the anime. I also played like the N64 games like Pokemon Stadium, Stadium 2, Pokemon Snap. I played the GameCube um, Pokemon Coliseum, which is a pretty solid game, actually. Which one's the one that has all the mini games? That's Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. Those are fun mini games. 
you play a scyther and you have to chop a log at the with the right timing against other people. Yeah, I played a. I remember they always had that in Best Buy. Yeah, that one was like always active for sure. They were always playing Pokemon Coliseum in the Best Buy house, which is such like a weird thing to like. We're gonna tell our kids about them. They'll be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" We all touched the same controller. Yeah, could you imagine that? (laughs) Ruled on it. There's probably still some WalMarts that have that. To be honest, I would say you played Pokemon Sword in the most ideal of circumstances because you played it in a hostage situation. Whereas it was basically the only game you had. Oh, I mean, I had other games to play. I could have finished Dark Souls again. I could have played. But it was like I could have played more Slay the Spire. But it was like one of those things where you were on a trip and you basically mandated it that whenever I am not moving, like personally, because I am on a plane, I am going to play Pokemon Sword. Which I think, I think Pokemon games, I think a basic RPG is perfect for these types of road trip hostage situations because they're all you have. They're very simple. You know exactly what you need to do. You never really get stuck and you feel a sense of accomplishment because as you journey on your own personal trip, so too do you make progress in the game. And I think that there's a level of comfort in that, that I think I used to be ensnared by because I didn't drive for the first 16 years of my life, so I just played Pokemon whenever I was in a car. And I loved Pokemon. I devoured Pokemon. I played Pokemon mostly not like that. When the new Pokemon game would come out, I would just lock myself in my room in my bed with my Game Boy 3DS. Well, I would do that too. But like, I I definitely got into the nitty-gritty for Pokemon back in the day as far as like trying to breed Pokemon, trying to get like, the okay, rarest items out the window. <laughs> trying to min max my stats <laughs> yeah, and no, stuff like I don't that. Care about my EVs, right? IVs and EVs back before they had a handy little tracker. Like it was just like, oh, I got eight hours to kill. Time to raise some perfect Pokemon. Let's do it. No, that I've never once <laughs> done that because that always felt like a criminal waste of time. <laughs> there would always be something that I can make. <laughs> always. So there was like I one of the games I think I tried to breed some Pokemon for because I wanted like the perfect team in like Soul Silver or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, I gotta get this Snorlax. Calm, <laughs> it's a calm trait Snorlax. But you know, aside from that, my my Pokemon experience has mostly been sometimes with with friends. You know, I remember trading online. I remember getting a 3ds like Wi-Fi USB adapter to get my 3ds Wi-Fi to get online. Yeah, right. To, to ordering the Pokemon. $20 dongle from Nintendo that you connect to the back of your computer so that it could emit a wireless signal. So dumb. The global link. God, I, I forgot <laughs> that existed, but that's a real relic. I'm pretty sure I have like two of them somewhere. Two? Yeah. I'm pretty sure mine's gone. <laughs> I, I, I like Pokemon games because I always... I mean, I like light RPGs, I guess. I've never been a big... Like Earthbound, Final Fantasy, JRPG ish person, mm-hmm. but Pokemon was always like that middle ground where I'm like, oh, the mechanics are fun. I like the battling. Walking around is enjoyable. Like I like dodging trainers, <laughs> but you don't like battling them. I like dodging trainers. Dodging trainers is way more fun than actually fighting, because everything in Pokemon games, and this is something that I've just come to realize with pokemon sword and shield and it's just i think in retrospect that i'm like well i didn't know any better they just love to eat up your time 
They love to waste your time with every little thing. And that's the biggest problem I have with Pokemon Sword. From the beginning of the game, there's a point where you get taught how to catch Pokemon. And it asks you, do you know how to catch Pokemon? And I was like, yes, I do. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have to do the tutorial. Still have to do the tutorial. You still have to do it. And you have, and just because you answered yes, you still have to go through the motions as if you answered no, which I don't understand. They give you the option there. Why would you... Every 10 feet, you walk into a cutscene and it's just like, oh, gotta go walk over here. I couldn't have done that in game. Come on. I hate this rival more than any other rival. Was, was Leon's brother, what's his name? Hop. 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 Hop's heart is in the right place. In any other Pokemon game. I've never been more annoyed by a character. And, and like, any, I think I'm just annoyed with this personality trait of, like, extreme exuberance and, and, and like, <laughs> some kind of childish iron will. Well, he's a he's an anime character. He's a he's your Naruto. I'm gonna never give up because I know that one day I'll be the best if all the stars align, and then I get blessed by the moon of Salamene, and then one day, one day, everybody, I'm gonna be a Pokemon master. It's, it's like Hop, you know, I you know I chose Grookey at the beginning. Like, come on, man, you know what I'm gonna send you away. Just just choose something to fight Grookey. Yeah. He, he acts so surprised every time you, you take advantage of uh, effectiveness and super effect. He's like, I, I can't believe you took advantage of type advantage. It's like, what else is there? That's literally the whole point of Pokemon training. Maybe, Hop, maybe you're just not cut out to be a trainer. Oh, I'm going to get number <laughs> two. But that just means everyone else is bad because you're clearly better than everyone. God, I... Mm. <laughs> I couldn't hate him more. But how, how do you feel about Pokemon Sword and Shield? Like, I, obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of how, how it wastes time, but I do actually like quite a few things the game does. Okay, so I think Pokemon Sword is a natural evolution of a Pokemon game coming to more like a console, even though it's still a handheld versus a mobile platform, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, full 3D, uh, big wide open areas, um, more elaborate graphics, like... I think that it does what we'd want a Pokemon game to do, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel completely there. Like, in a world where I know that Breath of the Wild exists yeah. on the Switch, Pokemon Sword feels like a game that's that's half-baked graphically. Yeah. Whether it's... And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, but uh, 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 Pokedex gate or... or Brexit. Brexit. No, Dexit. Sorry. I'm going to go Dexit because you don't know my Pokemon. I get that. I empathize with that. I wish that there were other Pokemon I could be catching that I'd rather have in this game. But And I, the new ones are kind of shitty, but whatever. I like some of them. Whatever. But just know that, like, oh, you can go in these open, wide open fields and then you can't even, like have pokemon with a draw distance more than like five feet away from you'll you. be riding your bike through an open field and just like oh uh, there is a pokemon that just materialized out of nowhere okay time to waste five seconds while i just eradicate this thing <laughs> yeah um pokemon centers and shops being merged is is a good idea the the uh, i don't like the basically the game for me regressed in terms of how linear it feels. 
it's very much so you're going on a path around the island and they're like all the roots are just pointed at point B. There's like no roots yeah. that like branch off into diverging patterns. You can't really like go explore this open water area, then go find like a secret that exists or it, it takes out a lot of what felt like the expiration, the ex- the expiration. Wow. The exploration. And instead it, it kind of, um, it almost feels like a Mario Party map where you're like, "Hey, I'm going down to the next to the next uh, square." It feels like they eliminated like any sense of detail. Like they they've uh, I, I go on the Pokemon subreddit pretty often, and they always say like, "There's one type of like Pokemon games appeal to these like five different types. There's the catch 'em all people who like collecting. There's the people who like the breeding aspect, where it's like, oh, you just raise and train Pokemon like." There's not a lot of games that offer you that. Mm-hmm. There is a sense of like fighting if you like the combat, whatever. Like if you like turn-based RPGs, cool. But one of the things that I always identified with was the exploration. Like the Pokemon world is interesting. It has its own like world building that's kind of cool because it's Pokemon working alongside humans and that has like a weird history. And they kind of get into that. Like one of the things that made Pokemon such a phenomenon back when it launched uh, back in, what was it, 96 in Japan, was Ken Shiwimori's drawings and, and art for Pokemon where it showed a Machoke lifting lumber for construction. It showed, like, Rhyhorns clearing streets. It showed, like, the practical application of Pokemon in a way that feels like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if we had that in our day-to-day life? And they have that in this. It shows Pokemon just, like, existing alongside humans, which is what I've always wanted then it kind of regresses because like there like you said there's no there's nothing to discover there's no reggie ice or reggie steel where you have to figure out these archaic puzzles to try and get access to these legendary pokemon it's just kind of point a to point b and sometimes you have to go from point a to point c because b is like a broken door and i don't like that i don't like that it feels arbitrary that i can't go somewhere give me a pokemon game that has the audacity to basically open the doors for you and you say yeah you can go over there but there's some really strong pokemon so you might get messed up like give me something that says oh i can't get here yet because i need to work harder i need to train my pokemon harder the way like oblivion was where the entire world wasn't leveled to you there's just sometimes enemies that will destroy you because you shouldn't be in this area of the map yet give me that i think if you want to sum up a lot of my problems with this pokemon game and it feels kind of elitist i guess or like hard r gamer or however you want to <laughs> however you want to put it like it's too easy yeah and this is a this is a critique that like it isn't new. Other people have said this. Like, I'm not breaking any ground here, but it's too it's too easy. The 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 like we're talking about. There's no exploration. You're so pointed to point B. Your rival picks a Pokemon that's the opposite type of yours. You mm-hmm. you I I don't think I ever fainted the entire game, which is a new. You, you never. What is it? I think they call it whiting out, where you run out of Pokemon. Yeah, I I never whited out. I mean, I did have Pokemon faint. Yeah, of course, that's you know, inevitable. I, I wasn't doing like a full like fucking. You're not going Nuzlocke, Nuzlocke challenge. Yeah, I wasn't doing that, <laughs> but like I never died in my in my whole playthrough, which is new for Pokemon. Everything felt so handed to me. Even things with like 
the exp share in the party that's automatic yeah. so that all your pokemon are leveling up and you don't have to like really rotate or train people right like you can just keep one pokemon then everything for the most part is fine like it feels like they took pokemon and they applied like the paper mario treatment to it and they're like this is the sticker star hey you know we had this <laughs> we had this rpg that was like kind of fun and in depth well you know what actually on second thought let's just let's just scale that back a wee little bit but it's unusual though because like the first defense and like a- apology for Pokemon is that it is a game for kids, which I totally understand. It is a game for kids. That being said, the original game for us, the original Dragon Warrior, the original Final Fantasy were games made for kids and they were hard as hell. Like they're just hard. And outside of that, though, taking a step back and saying, you know, accessibility for a new generation of Pokemon player, new console, new generation, whatever. Like you trace back maybe just a couple generations to black and white too and those games were hard those games were just difficult pokemon games and and i just you had to get the right pokemon to play the right gyms yeah and and i i appreciated that sort of like we for the most part pokemon is a simple game mechanically you know it's a turn-based action or turn-based rpg where you have to take advantage of pokemon weaknesses pokemon strengths and figuring out how to balance a team and upon getting a balanced team and covering your own weaknesses with Pokemon that will strengthen things that the other Pokemon are weak against, you pretty much have a foolproof way of playing the game from beginning to end. But I like that you have to have that kind of foresight, and I like that you have to pre-plan that sort of thing. And every now and then, every now and then, the game will throw a, a dual type to kind of throw a wrench into your plans, which I appreciate. I have to adapt to survive. There's none of that in this game because Hop is always surprised whenever I take advantage of the type. He's always surprised. It gets even easier when you it'll tell you type advantages in the yeah. in the battle menu, which is which, great though. You shouldn't like that's fine. That's fine. What I don't need to remember what, what's fairy weak against. Like that's fine. Oh, it's dark. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Whatever. Right. I don't even know if that's true. I think that's true. It's it's. Uh, I felt kind of like the slog of playing Pokemon, but at the same time, I also saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like. I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm like halfway done. I can tell I'm halfway done. This is pretty easy. Let me just go through the motions and finish it. I'll just, you know, battle in the championship and become the best trainer and blah, 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 blah. And I just went through the motions. I just caught Pokemon in the wild that I knew were going to be good. I pulled up my Bulbapedia or my Cerebi.net and just like looked to see what other kinds of Pokemon were available where I can catch them. I went to catch them. It was fine. I tried to catch... Um, one of the one of the Pokemon that is one of the best Pokemon, and then I wasted like an hour on an airplane trying Which one to. Which was it? Zamazenta. Probably something like that. The legendary dog on the cover. No, 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 no. I did that. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's just. It feels. It feels like they made Pokemon more accessible. Like. But this is a Pokemon game that could have existed years ago. I don't think there's anything that it, that's inherently new, about. The Switch that didn't exist if you wanted to put this game on, like, the Wii or... Yeah. I don't, I don't know why this game... I don't know. Has this game been... This game has been pretty mixed in terms of reception because people have, like... There's been kind of like old-school Pokemon people who might we might consider ourselves. They've been, like, eh, kind of lukewarm on it. But ultimately, like, it's not... Bad? I don't think I'd call Pokemon Sword no, and Shield I don't think a it's bad. bad game. I think it's just kind of mediocre if you've played any similar type of game in recent history. 
Yeah, if you want a Pokemon, I don't think this is the best Pokemon experience. No, I don't think so. I think that would be like something like a Heart Gold or Soul Silver. In all honesty, yeah. Like I think that is the peak of Pokemon as far as like exploration, battling, the amount of Pokemon you collect, the way you collect them. Um, one of the issues with Pokemon moving into the internet age that has been kind of infuriating for me as a longtime fan is. Back in the days of gold and silver, of uh, ruby and sapphire, there was these special event Pokemon that you could only get by going to specific Nintendo-sanctioned event, Pokemon company-sanctioned events, and they would give you an in-game item that you could redeem, and upon doing that, it would give you access to an event in-game, where you would have to, oh, the SSN has a new trip to a new island that somehow mysteriously appeared off the coast. Let's go check it out. And so you have a mini-adventure, which feels like a DLC episode to some extent, where you then go and catch a legendary Pokemon. But the thing that we're seeing now as Pokemon goes into the internet age in order to get people to return to the game, they just hand out Pokemon without, like, having any pomp and circumstances like you want a shiny gyarados here you go just redeem this nine digit code that you find on a reddit sub on a subreddit on the pokemon blah 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 it's just there's no there's no romanticism surrounding it it feels like they've shot themselves in the foot as far as like trying to compete with like oh we need to get players to come back we need to we need to continue continually build a steady player base by handing out pokemon it's like well maybe if you like made it cool to come back give us a reason instead of just checking another box in our pokedex you know yeah pokemon's like a machine now it, it's like they, they've kind of ripped like the romanticism or like kind of even the joy out of it i feel like this game has a lot less joy than than previous pokemons too and maybe that's just me getting older and cranky but it really doesn't feel that way it feels like they took something they scaled it back they they advanced it in other ways but they're not ways that i find worthy like i'd rather play a 2d pokemon game with all the other stuff than have a 3d pokemon game that looks cooler and more grandiose that is like takes gets rid of more of the the more serious mechanics that i found enjoyable so it's just they they i think there's they're making the game not for us anymore right which is fine like this is like the best-selling pokemon game ever right like Mm -hmm. they did something right cool but now, as someone who's played every generation, am I going to not play the next one? Because I'm going to be like, oh, why do I need to do this? Yeah, uh, you're, you're not wrong. And, and for the longest time, I also wondered, like, because I've been committing less and less time to Pokemon with every single new game that came out. I started wondering, like, is it that I'm just over basic RPGs? And that's the question I kind of, like, had to take a long introspective look at because I love RPGs. But then... I picked up a little game called Dragon Quest Eleven, and I would argue that po- uh, Pokemon and Dragon Quest share a very similar uh, RPG structure in that it is turn-based. It is a turn-based RPG, and it's pretty by the book. You fight generic monsters, and you level up. You get new stats, you get new abilities, and you go on a quest. Super basic, but it's kind of comfort food. But the thing that I found with Dragon Quest, because I've always considered it pretty basic, is that they have this breadth of content for you to enjoy in a way that like old Pokemon games used to. Like I was saying, it, it, it there's a romanticism to to go check out this new dungeon, even though I don't need to. Like in previous Pokemon games, 
I would go into the extra tunnel to see if I could find, like, oh, is there any new items? Like, maybe I can get a glimpse of a legendary Pokemon I won't be able to access until later. <laughs> that sort of thing. And in this game, I was just like, no, nah, I'm just trying to get out of these caves, like, as quickly as possible because I just, it doesn't feel right. And, and I think that Pokemon right now lacks that romanticism. But I think, I think the Pokemon company is on to something, though. And I think that something is the wild area. I think the wild area has a lot of promise for what we can expect from Pokemon in the future. Because, But they took away, like, the wild area used to be spread out amongst the entire map. But now it's just, like, in one big just, area. And, like, the rest of the map is just point A to point B. And I don't know if I like that change, even though the wild area can be fun. And I, I think you're completely right. The biggest drawback to the wild area is that it is just one wild area. And it feels like, okay, like you just, I have a giant ass hub to walk around in. And then there's like a weird scattering of Pokemon that doesn't really make sense geographically. I don't really know what to expect in this, which is kind of fun. But I think if you refine that idea a little bit, and honestly, just look to what um, Monolith Soft did with uh, Breath of the Wild, and you, I think, have the makings of potentially the finest turn-based RPG ever made. Because if you look at Breath of the Wild, it has the, the open center of the map, which is Hyrule Field, which is giant, it's cool. It's mostly barren with a couple towns scattered in. And if you look to the edges of the map, you see a lot more granular stuff to explore in the nooks and crannies, something that Pokemon is lacking. Now, I think what a wild, wild area looks like in a future game is you put a couple maps, you put, I'm sorry, you put a couple villages, you put a couple town, you put like, oh, who's this dude who has like a weird Pokemon fight club in the corner of the wild area that only meets every Tuesday at nine o'clock at night? Like, have some reason to explore the game at all times outside of just, hey, sometimes Pokemon appear at dark. Like, give me a reason to want to look around the map. I think that that would be, like, they have some of the ingredients to make that game and that game could be the best pokemon game ever and deliver all like these new like joyous exploration ideas right mm -hmm. i just don't have faith in the pokemon company to deliver that that's where i'm at like i like i don't i feel like i don't trust this company to make a game that i want to play anymore yeah i i don't disagree i i don't know what it's going to take for like, I know I was a big pro of, oh, I'm excited for Sword because people were being shitty online about it. And I, I don't, don't be shitty to the Pokemon company and don't, like, harass people because you didn't like their game. But I was just a little bit ultimately disappointed. Maybe I'll finish it one day. But, no, like, but, but a lot of people will say, well, you're expecting too much from a kid's game. And I say that's bullshit because when I was a kid... The thing that fascinated me the most were games that I were I thought at the time were inscrutable, like a Final Fantasy Tactics, a game that is so layered with mechanics, so many rules, and so many ways of being able to succeed that I just kept kind of experiencing the game and learning from my mistakes, and then that overall crafted a better experience for me. So why wouldn't you do that for any kid like any kids game why does a kids game have to be easy why can't a kids game try to challenge kids why can't it try to challenge adults just make a good game first and foremost and then your demographic 
will try and learn it. Like that's games the key. Games aren't art anymore. Games are just money mongering. Blah. Well, I I see, and I think that there's like all art where it's just at odds with itself, trying to satisfy the machine while also having a personal satisfaction. Because there are nice touches in this game. Because the quality of life uh, improvements for all of the people who are hardcore breeders, for the people who are hardcore into the Ivy and EV training, like. It's a night and day from what you used to have to do. The facilities that are in place to accommodate these players are so great. And honestly, I kind of feel like they're the core demographic for Pokemon games now. The people who are the hardcore getting nitty gritty almost unnecessarily because God knows there's nothing in the game that's going to challenge you. Those people are just really, those people are really loud and the core is like. Sure, but I think that if you if you appease those types of people with that content, I think overall you'll get more people interested in the core thing about your game, which is the combat, which right now is the most stale thing about Pokemon. It's so boring. It's so boring. Why give me four moves now? Just give me eight. Give me a list of commands. Give me the option to to fuck up my move list. Not like give me options, damn it. Give me give me room to make mistakes with my Pokemon party. Because that, I think, will be the key to developing something very impressive in the long run. Like a, like a, the way a fan mod for a classic RPG just makes the game harder. Like, I think you need some of that in a Pokemon game. I think it's going to be a long time until we talk about a new Pokemon adventure for a new generation. We're probably looking, you know, years and years and years down the line. So yeah, man, now we got the expansion coming. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. The Isle of Armor and I'm, the Crown Tundra. I'm not going to touch that. It's going to be fine. The Pokemon company can spend the next four to five years trying to make a next Pokemon game. And then I'll be 30-something and play the next Pokemon gen. Oh, my God. I need... I, I'm having a moment. Joey. Have you ever thought a mobile game would influence the core franchise that it's tied to? No. How do you feel about the raid battles? <laughs> well, I didn't do a single one. You didn't do a single one? No. You didn't fight the giant Pokemon? No. You don't like fighting giant Pokemon? No, who cares? Yeah, that's my biggest problem. Like, I think that the raid battles are an interesting concept because you go to the Pokemon Underground, which you'll be able to explore... The Crown Tundra DLC. But, like, there's an interesting idea there because it's basically an instance dungeon in an MMO where you are just getting lobbied up with a bunch of random Pokemon trainers in an attempt to catch a giant Pokemon. My big problem, give me a reason to want to do it. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit about a giant Kangaskhan. Give me a reason to do anything in the game. Give me a Pokemon I can only get there. Give me a Pokemon that has a unique variant because it's an underground. Give me anything that's not just this Pokemon but big. Like, come on. That's so boring. Sure, sometimes you get better shiny chances, but, like, I don't know. At this point, I'm even getting bored of shinies because, like, for the longest time, that was my thrill for Pokemon. I was like, I got to get those shinies. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a shiny in any Pokemon game I've ever played. I've gotten a couple shinies. Just... By luck of the draw. Um, but that just tells you how much Pokemon I played. And I think that... You just need to, you need to add something new, Pokemon Company. Something, something to spice up the life. Like, camps aren't doing it for me. Because mostly they feel like a waste of time. Nothing is... I'm telling you. Like, I mean, I'm the one who finished the game, right? And nothing is doing it for me. I like the curry idea. I think it's cute. And the, the curry looks delicious every time. Even the one with the po- slow poke tails. Who cares? 
It's cute. And I, I, I'm fine with things being cute, but also give me, give me something, man. Give me something. Well, you got other things you can go play now. I mean, I'm, I know you haven't touched Pokemon in a while. <laughs> but you got other things you can go but, play but now. See, like, go play Final Fantasy VII. Enjoy that. Well, I'm playing the Final Fantasy VII remake now. And it's really interesting to play that while talking about Pokemon. Because at first, I was worried that the remake would make the mistakes that Pokemon Sword did. Because I thought it would be like, you know, it's just... The trappings of all the things you love without any meat in between. And for the beginning of the game, I was like, ah, oh, there's not, I'm not really feeling this. But then once you actually get into a town, it feels like a lived in world. I know I said in Pokemon Sword that the Pokemon are working alongside humans, but it really feels like a facade. It feels like there's nothing hustle and bustle about this Pokemon world. Like outside of just, oh, there's a Pokemon in the street carrying stuff. That's cool. But like, I don't know, give me have give people look at oblivion look at a basic ass open world rpg give every ai give every character a schedule have them compete with you to catch pokemon have pokemon run out have pokemon refill on a weekly counter have there be some competition with the townsfolk to some extent give me items that i will be locked out because i didn't upgrade this thing enough like give me something please Anything that any RPG has established in the last 25 years. Anything. Well, you can battle. Yeah, you can battle. You can do that in every Pokemon game. I'm worried that we're saying the same thing over and over again at this point. Because like, I, th- I think it goes to show that we both kind of care. Because we both have been playing Pokemon for you know the majority of our lives in games like this. So it's like kind of a bummer to see the franchise get to a point where we're not super stoked about it anymore. And again, like, I don't know if that's us evolving, um, part of the pun or like the, this Pokemon becoming more mainstream, which feels like a, like a lame cop out. So I'm excited to see what happens in the future because ultimately I will play the next Pokemon game. Yeah, I've played all of them. Like now I have like some weird fallacy about needing to play (laughs) all of them in the future. That's, that's fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. And I just hope that, you know, that there's, they made a new base to build off of, and the next ones are going to be something that I enjoy because I didn't. This game was fine. It was a fine video game. It would be hard for me to be like, oh, hey, you need something for 30 hours to plan like a long trip. Maybe think about Pokemon if you like it. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be comfort like, food. I don't want something to be fine. I'm at the point where I want something to be good. Yeah. And Pokemon isn't good, it's fine. Yeah. It's the comfort food, but then you realize you see the grease kicked up on the bottom of the plate and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have. They need to learn from uh Pokemon Coliseum. Have a have a have a darker turn in the game. Yeah. But outside of that, thank you so much for joining us on this garbage game club. Joey. What is the next game on this one? Oh dude, you know, I don't want to pull back the curtain because I know that uh, oftentimes, I, I, by pull back the curtain, I mean, I don't, I don't want to expose to the audience, you know, our process. But normally, these aren't surprises because we just uh, talk about it beforehand. Mm. It's called production or pre-production. Yeah. You know, I like surprises. It's like, it's like the thing that Pokemon's not doing, you know? I'm, I like the surprise. You like the surprise? Yeah. I'm worried that you're not going to be able to play another video game within <laughs> the next, like, I don't know, week at least time frame because you're going to be so hyper-involved with with uh, Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. I've already put, like, 13 hours in. That's, that's great. I hope that you're still taking showers. Um, not today yet. 
<laughs> uh, that's that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I know that I probably can't pick something that you're not too unfamiliar with. So I think I need to pick a game that you've already played. And then I could just kind of hop back in. I've probably of... played recently. And there's been a couple of those. I've played a lot of games recently, but I think you haven't played most of them. So I'm trying to take a swing in one that I think you've played. And if I narrow it down in my head, this is live production, everybody. I'm just Dude, talking to there's you. one right answer for you to say right it's, now. Um, there's one right answer. Hyper Light Drifter. The ding, ding, ding. You win. That's, 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 that's a the game. next. That's the next Garbage Game Club game. It's going to be Hyper Light Drifter. Hyper Light Drifter by Heart Machine Machine Studios no longer exists. But actually, no, they do. They're making a new game. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about Hyper Light Drifter, an indie darling that came out like four years, three years ago. Yeah, I just I was on sale on the Switch, so I bought it. So I'm finishing that up. See, there you go. So the next game will be Hyper Light Drifter by Heart Machine. Until next time more games oh also if you're listening to this on those free rss feeds you little freeloader consider backing us over on patreon.com at the five dollar tier not only will you get access to this podcast but we should really figure out how to make joey hate movies work probably via discord call surely that would work probably yeah so we will be watching the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford did i say that right I think i said it right yeah i've been waiting to watch that because i normally like to watch the movies a couple days before the podcast so they're mm-hmm. really fresh in my mind so that's just been i've been uh not doing homework i think we could do that because the other day i had a movie date with adam and we watched vin diesel's bloodshot i'm so sorry you <laughs> need to do better things in your life. it was very fun we were just making fun of it the whole time when we drank beer it's great but you too can make fun of us while you drink beer but please don't because you know we're, we're cool dudes Um, But thanks again for joining us. Goodbye.